Welcome to The Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. Okay, hi guys, those that are just joining us. Hey Richie boy. <laughs> Everyone go and follow uh, Mr. Richard Marshall who's just uh, jumped on. Uh, he is the owner of a very successful barbershop chain that's been a joy to watch this guy grow over the years, um, Palmal Barbers. Um, so go follow his posts and be inspired. He's on a fantastic entrepreneurial journey. Um, good to have you on, Rich. Jukamore, hi, hi Harry, hi Sergio. Right. <laughs> I look like I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> I'll relax in a minute. Don't worry, it takes me a minute to set things up. Right. Cool. Hi, DJ. Hi, Jordan. Jordan's ready for this. Cool. All right. Um, let me just check my microphone's on here. Are we good? Yeah, looks like we're cool. All right, guys, like, welcome back. This is the Ask Me Anything series. This is number episode 21, okay? And throughout this broadcast, you can throw any question that you have regarding um, transformation within your dating life, your social life, and just general confidence, you know? Um, this is a space where you can feel free to throw your questions in and I'll answer them live here tonight. Okay. Hi, Waitman. Thanks for jumping back on. Hi, Ognico. MSJ. Cool. All right. Well, let me give you a bit of an update like as to what I've been up to. Um, today, I caught up with a client of mine that I've actually been coaching on and off over a couple of years now. And the reason why we took this approach, because he has a very um, demanding job that requires a lot of time. He doesn't have... He's not rich in time. Uh, he's one of these guys that's kind of sold his soul to the corporate world. Um, but we kind of we kind of meet up now and again and just see where he's at. And let me just give you an example of where he was when I first met him. This this guy, right? So to give you an idea of who he is, he he, he works in a hedge fund and he's responsible for doing all the risk management. Okay, so very analytical job, always going a thousand miles an hour, hours, a thousand miles an hour in his head, you know, thinking about the what ifs and the buts, really struggles to be actually present in the moment. And I remember my first ever session with this guy, and it was as simple as just going out uh, around sort of Trafalgar Square and just getting him interacting with people, right? Just getting him interacting, nothing else. It wasn't about getting a phone number, it wasn't about anything else, but just interacting with people and a very little simple interaction that I showed him was you know and this this is the is so old this little icebreaker but it's simply just a do you mind if you take a picture of me right and I just showed him how to do this and then I brought him into the interaction and his mind was blown like that was a big deal for him right for for me that, that's just that's such an effortless thing to do um but that was such a big deal now fast forward um, two years later with on and off sessions, obviously we progressed his, um, his confidence and his social intuition. Um, you know, he's now in a position where 
he can meet people. He can meet people if he's standing in the queue at the coffee shop, right? In actual fact, he's, he told me today that he actually met someone at the coffee shop, um, you know, just by going there repeatedly. You know, this woman actually worked there, right? I, I also give him the idea of actually, you know, the gym being a place where you could actually meet people, right? So again, he found himself being able to meet someone from the gym that he goes to, right? And he started dating someone from there. Yeah, so opportunity, guys, is everywhere. Opportunity is everywhere. You know, he told me it was vital that, you know, the, the earliest sessions that we had, you know, you, he had to go through the pain. And I told him that from day one, you know. When you improve your skill, your fear goes down. Okay, I'm going to say that again. When you improve your skill, your fear goes down. So when you're new to getting, when you're new at developing your, yourself, no matter what it is, maybe it's entrepreneurship, maybe it's um, you know, building up your confidence in social environments or with women, you're going to hit a few walls. You're going to hit many walls at the beginning. But you know what? You're going to have to get through them so you reach that desired state of flow. And flow is where you're not in your head, you're present, and things just seem to be going automatically, right? That's because you've been there so many times before, you have so much familiarity and reference of it, right? And I encourage you guys, I encourage you guys, you're tuning in week in, week out, you're taking content from here. And there's, there's a great deal of you guys that are coming back to me, privately messaging me, thanking me for... Um, you know, sharing such things and you're actually reaping the benefits in life. That's fantastic. But for those that aren't, I really do encourage you to give yourself a kick up the backside, get yourself out there and just start. It doesn't matter how small that step is, right? There's a lot of people that talk and they like to chase around the theory, but you've got to go out there and do. Okay, you got to go out there and do. And this guy's really reaping the benefits now. You know, I don't even think I need to work with this guy anymore because he's flying. It took us a while to get there, but he's good. Okay, so a bit of a rant there, but I just wanted to kind of share that with you guys. Um, some something else that I want to share with you guys today was a call that I, I you know I often get calls every day. I I pick up calls to people inquiring about programs. Um, you know, and I consult them over the phone. I and I work out which is the program to put them on. And this guy, give you a bit of background about him, 43 years old, and he's telling me he's never had a relationship. He's 43 years old, he's never had a relationship. He says, he says, <laughs> he's never had the opportunity to meet women. He's never had, he kept on repeatedly telling me, you know, the opportunity doesn't come up. I said, I'm going to challenge you on that. And I, I, to be honest, this phone call is irritating me because... To tell me there is no opportunity, like there has got to be something severely wrong with your life choices if you don't see opportunity to, in meeting someone new every day of your life. Guys, you've got to be awake as soon as you leave your house, as soon as you go on your way to work, right? The, you know, the, the story I just told you, the guy's making friends and, 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 and dating women from the people he's meeting at the gym or the, the place where he's picking up coffee. Right? These are all places where we can meet people. There is no excuse. You can't hide behind the, the, the excuse of there's no opportunity. Okay? So for those that feel that they're just idling with this, yeah, for those that peep, for those out there that just feel like they aren't getting anywhere with it, it's just not good enough. Yeah? It's bullshit. Get out there and do it. Make someone feel better about their day. Compliments are free, guys. Okay? 
Guys, August the 17th, my next workshop here in London, Impactful Connection Workshop. You get to work with me in person. For those that you still haven't gone and got my book, check it out on Amazon. I'm going to plug it as I do every week. It's this bad boy right here, uh, $9.99 on Amazon. You can't go wrong. Get it, and it will take you to that desired place. I, I promise you. Okay? Right, let's get into it, guys. I've been asked a few questions already, so I'm going to pull up those ones first of all. Uh, Ryan Bures, will I be in California soon? Yes, I am going to be in Los Angeles on the 4th of November through to the 10th. Okay, 4th of November through to the 10th. If you are in the States, this is this is the only time I'm going to be in the States this year. Okay, so if you haven't met me this year, you haven't got any sort of coaching or guidance from me this year, you haven't flown over here into the UK, this is your opportunity to um, come and meet me in LA, okay? So if you want to find out more information on that, DM me and uh, I'll fill you in with the details, okay? Right, what else we got? Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. What should I do when she's busy when I'm a day? Okay. Rowan asked this. Rowan has actually featured on this guy's um, podcast not so long ago. Um, but he asked, what should I do when she's busy when I arrange a date? What should, what should I do when she's busy when I arrange a date? But she says, but she says let's catch up soon. Okay. Um I always, I always give people the benefit of the doubt, right? If she's just trying to like air it out, like politely put you down, um, cool. I mean, I, I, I just don't, the thing not to do is not to respond emotionally or respond like a dick, right? So just go, cool, yeah, we'll sort something out. And then maybe just suggest something next week. And if she's still playing silly beggars, just put it on ice, yeah? What I mean by that is just put it on the bench, right? There's no point investing more into something if you're not getting anything back, yeah? You wouldn't be putting money in the bank if the interest rate is shit, right? Listen to what I just said. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> you know, don't put your inten- attention into something if their interest rate is shit, right? I might turn that one into a bit of a quote. But yeah, just think of that. All right. Thanks for the question, Rowan. Right. What else we got here? Jesus. Uh... (laughs) Bunny says, do I still masturbate? Fucking hell. You know, I I, I could have not pulled this question up, but I think um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to share with you guys something. I'm going to share this with you guys. Um, The answer is no, okay? And I think that, um, you know, pornography is really really affecting us, us males, right? It's affecting our energy. I think it's robbing us of our energy and the attention that uh, the women around us deserve to have, okay? If you think about, like, the addiction, the addiction you may have to pornography... 
for those that have or maybe don't even realize they have addiction but they're in the habit of watching it a lot right it is an addiction every time you you chase that release you know you are it's dopamine you're chasing that dopamine hit now if that is your 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 um your way of releasing then you're not going out there into the wild and using that energy to to meet someone right so you really got to be doing something like i would encourage you guys to do whatever it takes to increase your testosterone levels so you have that energy within you to actually want to approach women if you're sitting at home fucking playing with your bollocks all day then you just you're basically sedating yourself yeah think about that you're basically sedating yourself and also as well like the more corrupt your mind gets with like you know all these different fantasies and desires you may just be removing yourself further and further away from you know actually having any sort of you know, any sort of sexual chemistry with with someone yeah you might be taking yourself too far down the rabbit hole and, and you might be going uh, to too many extremes so um the answer is no I, I don't. And there's a really good app I want to share with you guys. I don't know if I shared this with you guys before. It's called Nomo. Okay. A friend of mine introduced it to me because he was getting over his narcotics habit. And um, he said it really helped him. Okay. And it's, this app was really great because what it did, it replaced the reward cycle with rewards within the app. Like you could check in every day and it would work like you get streaks right so you get streaks like maybe one day two day three weeks four weeks a month you know six months um so you 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 move your addiction into that place okay so (laughs) a bit of a funny question but i thought i'd pull it out anyway just to kind of make a point about that because some of you guys well a lot of you guys you know watching porn all right let's go to the feed what do we got here let's have a look uh, just scroll all the way up here. I don't want to make sure I haven't missed missed any questions. Right. Richard said, "What is confidence? Confidence for me, and and people have many interpretations of what it is. Confidence isn't something you either have or you don't. Okay. Confidence is a process." Okay, so it's the repetition of something where you're so familiar with it that you don't even have to second guess yourself. You know, I want to do this. I want to replace the word. You know, the vague advice we get from 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 dating dating experts and uh, women is, you know, I'm attracted to a man that has confidence, right? But for us men, I mean, if if that was simply it, we wouldn't be on this channel right now, right? We'd just be confident, right? I want you to replace that and I want you to to understand how important it is to come from a place of certainty. Okay? You're either when you're about to make a decision, you're either coming from a place of certainty or you're coming from a place of doubt, right? Now, if you're left with being in a position of coming from a place of doubt, it's because you have lack of familiarity with that thing. Now, in the contents of what we're talking about right here, it's, you know, maybe it's being social. Maybe it's talking to women that you find quite striking. So 
whatever that thing is, it needs to be your new normal. You need to build up familiarity of that and then your confidence will come. The client I spoke to, I caught up with today, he, he found that he had achieved more things in his life since we last spoke, right? He's really into his cycling. So he did this like quite intense cycling endurance race and he did pretty well. You know, he came in at a good time and he found confidence in that. You know, he he built up self-esteem and, and this in turn really changed the way that he carried himself. You know, his shoulders were back. He had a better idea of himself and that better idea he had of himself was what he was transmitting to the outside world. So you can actually draw confidence from other areas of your life, right? Improve the idea you have of yourself and then that will transmit to the outside world, right? You can walk down a street and you could read people. You can see who's confident and, and, and who's not, who's doubtful and who's certain, right? Give it a go. See how good your reading skills are when it comes to people. But think about it for yourself. Do you have the ability to draw confidence from another area of your life and improve the image you have on yourself, right? If the answer is no right now, well then let's create a bucket list. Let's write down a few things that we can go out and do and achieve to improve that idea we have of ourselves. So when we are out there in a social space or simply just on our way to work or on a lunch break or something, you know, we have a better story up here of ourselves, right? I've said it time and time again, like, you know, what, what, what goes on up here is what, what you put out, right? Change the story, okay? So thanks, Rich. Um, great question. Hi, Miss Sarah. Hi, Adot, Romero, Kevin, Pascal, James. <clears throat> Pascal says, yo bro, just want to ask how to make her understand that we try to communicate to her to avoid misunderstanding and identif identified her language. I love your content. Why don't you open for guys too? I'm trying to understand the question. How to make her understand what we try to communicate to her to avoid misunderstanding? and identify her language. Um, I, I'll try and answer this. I think this is what you're asking me. I think remove, you know, you know uh, for me, I talk about this um, week in, week out, I feel, and it's to remove the fear from communicating your wants, needs, desires, and also the things that you don't like. Also the things that are outside of your comfort zone within the relationship, Right. Uh, talk about how how you like like to receive love, right? Whether it be physical, whether it be verbal, whether it be through gestures, right? All of these kind of things need to be communicated. And I, you know, I was just on the phone earlier to a guy, and it's like, look, if if you're running a business and you assume your colleague like knows how to communicate to the end user or the client and he doesn't communicate to the end user or the client, then that client's gonna get a shitty service, right? So we understand the importance of proper communication within the professional space. But for some reason, when it comes to our relationships, we fail to communicate properly. And the conclusion I've come to is that we 
fail to communicate our wants, needs, desires, and things that are in our, in and out of our comfort zone, etc., because we fear the consequence of sharing that information. The consequence might be that it creates a bit of friction. It creates an argument. You you create a, you, you start to create a story in your head that she might pack up and leave, right? For a moment of a little bit of um, uncomfortableness, right? It's worth it. Because later on in the relationship, all this shit's going to come to the surface and it's going to hit the fan, yeah? Because of the lack of communication. And you see it all the time, right? You probably guys have a reference of, oh, I don't know where it come from. You know, she just she just started, she just said this, 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 and you know, I don't know where it come from. It was bubbling, it was boiling in her head and you guys just didn't create a space between each other to be able to communicate properly, okay? So I really hope that unpacks the importance of communicating because I, I, do, I do understand it's very vague advice out there. The vague advice just being, yeah, relationships are about communicating. What does that mean? Well, I think you got a better understanding there. So thanks, Pascal. Uh, Daniel says, going to my first career fair in October, any advice to make it a success? Uh, I'm not really too sure what a career fair is. I can imagine it's just a place where there's a lot of businesses that might be there to hire. I think if you could find out what sort of businesses are there and do some research on them, um, that would pack a punch. You know, I mean, every time I go and meet someone, you know, for, for business or whatever, I'm doing research on them. I want to know more about them than they think that I will possibly know about them. I want to do a bit of, you know, I want to do the FBI background check. Um, so that's, that's, that's something you should definitely do. Yeah, find out about the company's history, what their services are, what they, what they do, what they pride themselves in. You know, because you've got to be on board of their mission statement, right? And also speak as if you're already hired, right? Ask such questions like, you know, what would five years look like in this company? What sort of, um, you know, what would the career ladder look like, you know, if I was to stay here for at least five years? What, what sort of opportunities, what sort of responsibilities would I be given? Um, you know, these sort of questions, like as an employer, I think what you would want to hear is people telling you that they are, they're a stayer, yeah? Because I think like when you get good people, the challenge becomes about retaining those people, okay? So there you go, Dan. I mean, I'm not an expert in that kind of thing. What, what, what I do pride myself in is, you know, helping you guys network and communicate. So from my knowledge there, I think that may help you. Thanks for the question. Hi, Gabrielle. Hi, Melanata. Hey, Ralph, how you doing, buddy? Good to have you on. When are we getting sushi, mate? Yeah, we're going to be getting sushi in November when I'm back in LA. <laughs> Always good fun. John, I dash. Uh, Jimmy, welcome back on. Ian, Charlemagne, Bendrick, Faisal, A Jack, Louis, Iromero, Barcelona parties, cool. Joseph. Okay, what are you saying, Jack? Jack says, where do you draw the line when it comes to not 
being too nice, but not being a douche. Being too nice, buying dinners and showing intent hasn't worked for me. That you do that when you feel that like she's earned it, right? That's, I think we, I mean, we mentioned this on the previous episode. It's just not sustainable to, when, when you, when you get in the realm of dating women, you can't be taking all these women out for, for fancy meals. You're going to be begrudging the whole process of dating, right? Because how much it's costing you when really it doesn't have, like a decent date doesn't have to cost anything at all. A decent date is about chemistry. It's about time with each other. It's about asking the right questions and paying an interest and being curious enough to really kind of navigate her mind and her heart into a, a place that you can enjoy, right? With that, obviously, you, you need skills, you need some know-how there. But, you know, with a bit of imagination, a decent date can, can you know, could not cost anything, really. You know, all I like to do, I like to just invite um, people to things I'm already going to, right? Or, and was definitely what I advise my clients to do. Like when you have an active social life, right? You're already doing stuff. So invite these women that you want to date or want to get closer to and learn more to the things you're already doing, Right? It be a party, it might be a gig, it might be, um, you know, I, I don't know, it's completely subjective, it could be, you know, it might, it might be a sporting event, whatever, or something that, you know, you've picked up on from her, one of her interests, and you've kind of managed to really drill down on that, but I think just going out for a meal is pretty lazy, you know, it's, it's, it's a lazy imagination that brings you back to that place, and it's also quite intense, you know, and, and flip it around the other way, if a woman says to you, hey, um, cool, let's go to Nobu. You're going to say no? <laughs> You're not going to say no, it's bloody good food. Do you know what I mean? Like this, just, just spend a bit of time qualifying these people. I would say like actually get them on the phone perhaps, right? If you're not too sure if you really want to date these women, get them on the phone and qualify them a bit first. What I mean by that is just kind of feeling them out, right? And seeing if your values are in a line of each other. And I don't think you're only being a douche when you're putting a woman down, I think. I don't think there's anything wrong with showing any individual where the line is and where your values are. And if someone crosses them, it's your absolute right to let them know they have, right? You need to show that you've got boundaries. Otherwise, you will just walk through life with people walking all over you, right? I'm telling you that for experience. You know, I, I, in the early days, I was very passive with shit behavior from, you know, the, the women that I was involved with. And therefore, they lost uh, respect for me. And therefore, they lost attraction, right? But the reason why I was passive, because I was in the mindset of, well, I'm never going to meet a woman like this again. I'll just let her get away if it's fine. Just deal with it. You know, it's just a ridiculous mindset to have because those sort of relationships are just not going to last, okay? Because you destroy, you'll destroy yourself. Um, I hope that's asked, answered your question. I know we went on a bit of a tangent within it, but I think it's necessary from the point that you're kind of bringing to my attention there, Jack. Um, and showing intent hasn't worked for me. Yeah, like 
Fine, Dinners isn't showing a tent intent. That's just a, a nice gesture. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're a bit confused as to how to show your intent, uh, I've got loads of videos on YouTube about this sort of stuff. Really playful things. And if you want some coaching on it, just hit me up and uh, we'll sort something out because uh, that is a, an important part to the puzzle and it's an important part to get right because you don't want to come across as this needy or creepy guy. You know, you want to deliver in such a smooth, wet, smooth manner with subtle little nuances that can be playful and enjoyable, okay? Hi, uh, Christian. What are you laughing about, Christian? What's going on? Hi, <laughs> Jay Prince. I always have trouble coming up with something interesting to say, how do you start a conversation? Well, I start a conversation with wanting to genuinely know about someone, right? I mean, the stuff that I give my clients is say, hey, what's your story? What's your story? Everyone's got a story, right? Everyone's got a story, yeah? What are you guys celebrating tonight, yeah? It's not what you say to open up the interaction. It's what you say in response to their response. I'm going to say that again. Yeah? It's not about what you say to open the interaction. It's what you say in response to their response. Now, if you get my book, you'll find that I have a really um, impactful conversation structure that you can follow and you can emulate and it will be become a habit. I mean, I'm... I. I follow this conversation model all the time. I'm not aware of it. I'm not thinking about it. It's just a habit. If I go back into any sort of conversation that I've had with someone and made an impact, all of these psychological principles are in there. But what, you, what you're looking to do is get a hook, right? Once you've got a hook, the hook is their response. You've got to challenge someone. And that's how you build it. In. You get you you go below the surface. You know, like I... I posted something recently on uh, my Instagram stories where you go below the surface and then you go into a place that we call deep rapport, right? Now, there is an art to that. And I, I pretty much do that with everyone that I care to speak to and care to want to learn more about, okay? So that's something I can help you guys with also. Um, it's a highly effective um, tool, all right? Hi, Fairbanks. Thank you for the uh, question, buddy. Hi, Duchess. Hi, man. Uh, uh, uh. Daniel, how do you manage to stay in long distance relationship for so long? I feel like some people nowadays give up too easily because giving up is easy, isn't it? You know, giving up is too easy. It's, it's not a challenge, you know. If you're in a long distance relationship, you know, you're, this person obviously means something to you. You know, when you've got like a million options and such easy access to people, but you, you still are committed to a, a long-distance relationship, this person has obviously some very special qualities that you're looking for the long-term. And that surpasses any sort of feeling that some instant gratification will give you. Yeah, you've got to think about the bigger play rather than the, the what is easy, yeah? I can help you guys uh, attract partners into your life, attract many partners if that's what you're after. But that's easy. That's easy. You know, holding a relationship down, maintaining a meaningful relationship with someone, that's the real game. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's the game we're all in, right? You know, a lot of people think that people that the guys that reach out to me, they just want to get laid. That's not the case. It's not the case. Getting laid is part of it. It's part of any sort of intimate relationship. But that's not what we're leading with here. You know, what we're doing here, we're, we're helping you guys create meaningful connections with people and identify qualities out of people so you can have long-term companionship for someone. That's what's going on here. Okay? So the answer, Daniel, is because it's worth it. Jack. I literally summed up what happened with my ex losing attraction. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, look, everyone thinks they're a special case, right, when they come to me. And by definition, you, you guys all are very, very special. But you have to understand there's patterns in our human behavior, okay? And I've worked with thousands and thousands of individuals, right, from all different backgrounds and different cultures and all different ages, you name it. And if you've done that so many, so many times, you recognize the patterns, but what's most importantly, you, you identify what the solutions are to avoid this happening again, right? We're all in the game of trying to build relationships with people, but I'll tell you, the most important relationship that you must master is the one that you have with yourself. And in order to do that, you have to expose yourself to such experiences. Dating is something that we're all, ex you know, we're just expected to, to kind of understand and know. It's a bit of a taboo subject, isn't it? But really, you know, you've got to kind of walk that walk and you've got to walk into the unknown. Date many people to really kind of understand what you do and you don't like. Okay. You've got to try all the flavors out there. Okay. Until you really know what, what you want to pick off the menu. <laughs> all right. Uh, hi, Enfi. Good to have you on. Hope you're enjoying it. Hi, Bubbles. Hi, Christine. Cool. Christian says, my problem is that I'm 170 centimeters tall and there's a big disadvantage with women because the, God, this is real stupid of me to wear a white t-shirt today. I can barely, barely see. Um, 170 centimeters tall and it's a big disadvantage with women because the height is important. Do you have students or do you know pickup artists uh, who are, who, who are not tall and have succeeded in it? Yes. The answer is yes. Many. I know many successful men who are not of the desired height that they wish to be, but what they do have and what's common with these men is that they portray themselves as someone that can handle themselves, and that's attractive. Okay? You've got to play to your strengths. I mean, look, guys, look at Prince. Remember Prince? Like, how, how tiny was that guy? Do you think he had a problem, like, meeting women, attracting women? Hell no. You know, he was very charming and very seductive. Yeah. Each and every one of you tuning into this week in, week out needs to work on building your value up, Right? Building your status in society, okay? Whether that be improving your, your image through styling, through, you know, fitness, where it be improving your, the way that you think, 
right? Through stuff like this and you know, reading books, you know, you need to improve yourself. You need to, you need to go on a journey and become the best version of yourself. You need to get comfortable in your own skin. Okay. You, the height thing is, you know, all right, I've got that as an advantage for me, but it's never, it hasn't defined my success, especially in the, in, in the early years where I was just flooded with doubt and insecurities. I used to hold myself really badly, you know, and I remember I was, I was chatting to a, a waitress at the Edition Hotel here in London. And I wish I recorded what she said. It would, it would have been so beneficial for you guys to hear. Like she was Amazonian. She was so tall. Like I think she was like as tall as me. And me and my friend, like I think he said it. He goes like, wow, do you ever get anxiety as, as to like how tall your children will be? And she starts laughing. She goes, well, actually, you know, I only date shorter guys. And he's like, wow, really? And she goes, wow, I mean wow okay so how's that and she goes well i just find that you know they're, they're they're bold and they can handle themselves like pretty much what i already just said to you guys okay and this girl was like you know very very attractive very attractive very tall um and that's it you might have some apprehensions from women by default their default response might be you know i don't date shorter guys right but attraction is such a beautiful thing. You can't choose uh, what you're attracted to, right? You might not be able to lead with the impact of having height, but you might be able to make impact through the sort of conversation and the charm that you have, right? And the boldness that you have, okay? So think about that, okay, Christian? Thank you for sharing that because I know there's probably people that are um, thinking about, you know, the same sort of thing, okay? Positive vibes. Hi, Precious. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, I got you, Christian. That's cool. She, uh, Christian says, a different Christian says, should you approach a girl even if you are not feeling good? I I think that, um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that like the biggest driving force to approaching someone that you find attractive should be, you may never not see that person again, right? So if your excuse is as to why you, you're not about to do it, is I don't feel so good, guess what? That's your opener, that's your icebreaker. Guys, whenever you come up with an excuse as to why you're not gonna do something, why you're not gonna make that approach, why you're not gonna have that interaction, that's your opener. Goes up, it goes a little bit something like this. You know what? Like I was nearly not going to come over because I, I was really not feeling good today. But I thought, fuck it, I'm going to cover, come over and say hello anyway. It's so authentic. It's so real. It's so honest. Right? What a great place to, to start from. Okay? So any excuse that you have, turn it into the opener. This is what I'm saying, guys. You know, this is what my background in engineering kind of taught me. You've always got to work towards a solution. If there's a problem, if you're faced with a problem, you don't just live with problems. You work through them and you find the solution. You fix it, okay? Have that mindset to in all areas of your life. It'll be most beneficial for you. I write, right, Purist. Yes, I answered your question earlier, buddy. Hi, Giselle. Hi, Claudinka. Cloudy. Yes, Cloudy is a good friend of mine. Sorry, I just <laughs> went over my head there. Niceness is attractive. 
it is attractive. Being nice is attractive. Um, but being taken for a ride is not. Yeah. I think I think like people are scared to stand up for themselves or let 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 it be known that when someone's playing up or not acting uh, acting too good. I I am mad. All right, guys. So I'm just gonna nudge you guys again. We've been on. We've been on now for about whoa longer than I actually thought. That's quite some time. We uh, about forty five minutes, I think. Um, guys, ask me anything. This is yeah. You know, I'm giving you my time right now. Oh, look at this. I have another wedding invite. I forgot to tell you guys. I went to a wedding um, this weekend, just gone. And uh, yeah, weddings are beautiful things. They, they really are. They really are. It's um, you know, th this wedding was actually people I I had I've known for over twenty years. So some school friends, and that's that's quite saying something. That's a beautiful thing when you when you are can maintain friendships for that long. Um, it's really interesting. It's really interesting to see what choices people make and what paths that they've took in their life and the what becomes important to them uh you know a lot of my friends that you know they're, they're married now they're having children and um it's interesting it's 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 interesting you know uh i'm not i'm not i'm not chasing that right now i'm not chasing that right now i'm not shy about it um but i think a few years we'll see we'll see right pura says as a photographer Women get nice with me, but it's hard to find out if they are attracted to me. <clears throat> wow, I mean, you're in a really unique position, you know, being a photographer, meeting a lot of women. You've also got a code of conduct that you have to follow, obviously, and your ethics have to be in the right place. Um, why don't you just ask these women out, you know? Remember, they, they, they decide, you know, they decide if they, if they feel comfortable enough and they're interested enough to, to want to spend more time with you, they'll want to spend more time with you, right? It's best to do things outside of the bubble of work uh, as opposed to, you know, keeping all that drama at work. I mean, it's never really a good idea. Okay, so yeah, why don't you just suggest like doing something outside of work together and see if there's some compliance there. Uh, that would be a good enough indicator. Okay. Hi, Nick Farzi. Right. Jay Prince says, I have social anxiety and I'm uncomfortable in social situations. I need to go somewhere, some small amount of exposure to get my confidence up. What do you suggest? Well, look, people are everywhere. Okay, why don't you just start very small? Why don't you just start by asking people for directions when you're next in town? Just get yourself familiar with speaking to people that you don't know, speaking to people you don't have rapport with. Um, this is a great starting point, okay? I, I, I think you could do about 15 interactions a week. I don't think that's hard. You just got to get out of your comfort zone. And once you familiarize yourself doing that, then set yourself some new challenges. I had, I had some guys that are really kind of getting back into speed dating, um, which, okay, it, it's not my thing. Um, 
However, it's a great place to build up your confidence. It's a great place to meet uh, a lot of people all in one place and try out some conversational skills, you know, just exposing yourself more and more and more. I think also this, like if you if you have social anxiety, I, I, I would say you should find a sense of community somewhere, whether it be an activity or it be a hobby or it be sports. And just look to kind of have a bit of an interaction with people whilst you're there, right? Build a social base. Yeah. Like, and also change the label. Yeah, Jay, change the label. You don't have social anxiety. You have social, you have social excitement. Because when you are in social situations and there are attractive women in your presence, you've indicated to yourself that these women are something that you would like to learn more about, okay? Just a little reframing tip there. You gotta change the label. If you ever feel like there's any negative labels in your system, like anxiety for me, that doesn't allow me for my actions. I mean, that's just, I feel like I become a victim and, and I'm calling that anxiety is just kind of, um, you know, it's just an escape of doing, right? But if we do want to just look at the anxiety for a second, we have to understand what causes it, okay? Anxiety is caused by either three things. It's one, it's the people you have around you, right? It's two, it's the environment. The environment maybe is not in a line with, you know, your interests. And it's people's values, right? Maybe there's a conflict of values. These are the things that cause anxiety. <coughs> Um, you know, and there's, there's, there's other little methods that I could, I could share with you if you have severe anxiety, anxiety on a level of panic attacks, but it's all, a lot of this is in the mind. Like, and I, t I say that through my experience when I was younger, I found out that my brother was having panic attacks, right? Um, just out of the blue. And I was like, what the hell is a panic attack? How does one get that? And as I started understanding, reading, thinking about what a panic attack is, you know, I started thinking about it and I started thinking about my heart and then I started kind of like, I felt my heart racing fast. And I thought, fucking hell, man, what's going on? And it was like I was just telling my body to feel like that. And I had to kind of just sort of learn how to breathe properly and breathe my way through it, right? Um, so, yeah, there are certainly some breathing exercises that you could look at if you have it on a severe case. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to expose yourself to whatever that thing is that you are anxious about so you become familiar about it, okay? Anxiety normally comes from the anticipation of, an, of the event, the middle, the middle bit, right? You need to kind of be like a dog. See something, just do it. Don't have time to think about it because that's when you get, get yourself in trouble, okay? Thanks for the question, buddy. Hi, Ian. I hope you're well, buddy. Thanks for jumping on. Hi, Kay. Right, Imad says, well, I think women like sex. Do women like sex more than us? Um, I, I can't comment to say, I think it's quite subjective, but I think what we do need to understand is that women are incredibly sexual beings and society kind of tries to almost like punish women for being sexual. And there's been some fantastic progressive movements within our society that's allowed women to be more empowered um, in this area of their lives. And, you know, one of one of my um, friends, uh, Emma Sale, who 
uh, is is the co-founder of uh, Killing Kittens. You know, they're running the biggest female-led sex parties in the world right now. So what does that tell you, right? I like to run off facts. I like to run off statistics, right? She's scaling her brand as a world worldwide organization. What does that tell you? It tells you women are incredibly sexual beings. It tells you that women will explore their sexuality, providing that there is a safe, non-judgmental environment. Yeah? Have a think about what I just said there. Women will explore themselves sexually if the environment is safe and non-judgmental. Yeah? If you, if you really want to understand and get your head wrapped around about how women what women desire and what they fantasize about, go and get a book. I want you to go and get a book by Nancy Friday. Yeah, one of them is called Forbidden Flowers. Another one, My Secret Garden. Nancy Friday, Forbidden Flowers. Nancy Friday, My Secret Garden. Okay, understand how women's, women's minds tick, gents. Okay, thanks for the question, buddy. Hi, Fab. Welcome back. Uh... The issue is with it is looking unethical. Yes, I completely get you. And I think like, that's why I'm saying, like if you suggest like saying, you know, I really, I think we really get on. I think I, uh, I'd like to invite you to something outside of work one day. Like that will kind of give you a platform to kind of, you know, learn more about this person in, a, in an environment that's not gonna jeopardize hopefully your working relationship. <coughs> I understand your concerns and in like a, you know, in a world of Epstein's and uh, Weinstein's, we've, um, we've really got to be careful. Uh, yep. Even in fab, how did, okay. Jeffrey says how to deal with toxic people, not just in relationships, but in general. Great question. Great question. Absolutely love this question. I think it's such an important question because in the media, uh, you know, there has been the buzzword of toxic masculinity, which kind of, you know, tickled me a little bit because I think like it's not just masculinity that's toxic. You know, there are there are things um, under the umbrella of men's behavior that can be toxic. You know, we have to understand that. But I don't think it's just men. I think the point can be made from men, women and people in general. You know, what what, what the feminists were, were uh, targeting was men's inability to be emotionally available because of how they've been brought up and been told that it, you know showing your emotions is a sign of weakness okay yeah that that exists but that also exists in women too yeah i've worked with women that have exactly the same sort of problem um so that would be toxic that would be a toxic behavior because it's not helping you guys to understand each other right it does become a problem. Uh, so that's one side of things. I think toxic in terms of people like they, I don't know, maybe your your, your friends are taking a lot of drugs or something, you know, and you feel yourself going down that dark path, then you just got to kind of cut them. Yeah, you got to kind of put them at arm's reach because you do end up being the average of the closest people you have around you that you know the subconscious brain is a the subconsciousness part of your brain is is like a sponge it's just absorbing information every single day every single moment and if you've got people like that around you and i'm just talking an extreme here then you're going to become if there's five people like that around you you're going to become the sixth okay so think like that in life 
think like that in life. If you want to be um, great at something, put yourself around five people that are great at that thing so you can become the sixth person, okay? That being said, if there are people in your world that have toxic personalities, they don't want to see you, uh, you know, carry on walking down the path of greatness, right? They're jealous, they're, they talk behind your back, they put roadblocks in in your way from from you achieving things. Um, oh. The fuck? Oh, sorry, we had a bit of an interruption there. Um, so basically I'm saying you just got to cut them, okay? <laughs> Understand that people that don't want to see you carry on carry on embarking the, the path to greatness, they're not your friends. They're not your friends. They, If they don't clap when you're winning, they're not your friends. Yeah? It's a tough one. It's a tough one, right? Just understand it's more dangerous keeping these people on board, right? So thank you for Jeffrey. I think that's a really important question. Um, hi, Harry. Hi, Adias. Hi, On My Journey. Christian says, how to behave in a club even if you feel awkward and nervous? I mean, you know, there's so many angles I can kind of go into it, but I think the number one thing is this, right? The number one thing that you need to concentrate on when you walk in, when you walk into a lounge bar, a nightclub, a bar, whatever, is you need to be comfortable in that environment. Don't worry about speaking to anyone, just Worry about being comfortable in that environment. Just take a minute to slow things down, slow things down, whatever's going on in your head, and treat the environment like it's an extension to your living room. How would you walk to the bar if this was in your living room? How would you get your friend a drink if this was in your, your kitchen? How would you graciously walk to the bathroom and back, you know, if this was in your living room? You wouldn't be rushing around. That is a demonstration of uneasiness. Yeah. So the most attractive people in these environments are the people that seem most familiar with them. Okay. Again, it's the exposure, isn't it? The more you expose yourself to such things, yeah, the, the more the nerves and the awkwardness goes down. Yeah. Remember, people all have these social defects and issues. You know, they're, they're all thinking about the same sort of thing. So the more that you put yourself out there, you know, then the more comfortable you're going to be, okay? And and just keep it simple. You don't need to overthink talking to people. If someone's at the bar, yeah, roll, just roll your head to your left on your shoulder and go, hey, what did you go for? Yeah, or hey, what are you celebrating? Just keep it simple. You don't need to comp overcomplicate this. You don't need to get so immersed in all of this content that's out there that's really trying to complicate speaking to someone at a bar, Yeah? What you're trying to achieve, you're trying to just get some dialogue going, right? And remember, everyone's favorite subject is themselves, yeah? So if you're one of these people, I had to have a go. I had to have a go at someone that was on the phone to me earlier inquiring about, about um, the courses. He was just talking at me. Just talk. I mean, how selfish? Just talking at me. I said, listen, um, are we having a conversation here or, or are you just talking at me? Because... I need to kind of talk to you about your situation. You're just fucking brain dumping on me, right? It's selfish. So if you are that sort of person that's like feels like you're 70% talking to someone and they're 30, 
you need to flip it the other way. Okay, practice it. Thanks for the question, Christian. And Christian Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu says, I want to get out of my comfort zone and try day approaching and try the cold approach. It's something that almost nobody does. I think I can get a lot of results if I can correct the errors. Buddy, come to LA. I know we're speaking privately. Um, I can help you and I can correct you with that. And um, I'd really like to make sure we install some confidence there. But straight away, you can get started. You can get started. <coughs> I opened up this feed today by saying opportunity is everywhere. Some guy was 43 years old. He's telling me I don't have the opportunity. I won't have anyone tell me they don't have the opportunity to meet women, right? Life is all about choices. You're choosing to sit on your ass and find an excuse as to why you have this problem on your plate. It's not acceptable. There is plenty of opportunity out there. There's plenty of frustrated women that are fed up with guys not taking action, right? If you have to walk away from anything from this broadcast tonight, I want you to walk away with that. There is women that are bloody frustrated with guys not taking action, yeah? It should be your duty, right? If, you, if you're in a mindset of going through life, getting what you want, getting what you want, don't make no, no excuses about it, yeah? Don't worry about interrupting someone's day Right? Interrupt your own day because this person in front of you has just knocked you off your feet. And if that has been the case, how is it acceptable for them not to know about that? At the least, you've just made their day. Right? Have a think about that. Right, guys, we have got less than two minutes now. If there's any questions that are scrolling uh, down, then. Hey man, is Warsaw good for meeting women? I haven't been. I've been to Roslo. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful little town, especially the square there. I can't remember the square. That's a university kind of town. Um, and very intimate environment. You know, all of the places to go are all in one spot. Um, so I'm, unfortunately, I can't meant, uh, I don't have an opinion on Warsaw. Uh, okay. Mark Miller. G. Hoddy. Okay, guys, I'm going to have to, well, what, 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 what we do? I'm going to have to sign out now, guys. Guys, thank you. Thank you for throwing your questions at me uh, tonight. Again, without the questions, I can't get the content out of my head onto the feed. So the questions I feel keep on getting better and better. Um, I hope you guys are getting value from this and then progressing week in, week out. Uh, it's a joy to be able to share this sort of stuff with you. And look, the date's August the 17th here in London. Come and work with me and I'll give you that kick up the ass. I really will. And LA, we are 4th to the 10th of November. And the least you can do to support is get the book, okay? It's $9.99 on Amazon. Uh, go check it out. I guarantee you'll get results by getting this book, guys. Okay, I took a lot of time writing it. So, go and cop that. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, have a good night, have a good day, have a good morning, wherever you are. Uh, God bless you guys, and I wish you all success. Great success. If you enjoyed the content, 
follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.